From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Oh, yes, Mr. Robert. Thank you very much. It's me, Mike. Mike Davidson lives. Thanks for downloading this latest podcast. As uh, just on the brink of Memorial Day weekend, looking forward to summer, looking forward to some time off. I've got uh, a week off after this weekend. Some some downtime and i need it i need to recover uh usually uh, new episodes drop monday morning thursday morning this one dropping friday morning because uh well wednesday evening when i was about to ready to record this i was just not feeling well last last week and a half been dealing like with this uh, weird bacterial infection this uh late spring summer cold type thing and it was just pinching the hell out of my sinuses it was hard for me to concentrate at work the other day and so I was just like, no, I'm, I'm tired. I need to rest. And I, I don't like putting off things, but I had to for my own sake. And, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, better because it gives me another day to prep and uh, some other things to talk about. So that's that's the benefit there. Um, but uh, what sucks is, like, this thing's been going around at work. Like, uh, uh, some of my coworkers have had it. We were talking about this. Uh, and one coworker seems to think it might be COVID. I don't think it is because I had COVID. Not fun. Not the worst uh, I've ever been in terms of illness, but uh, having COVID did suck. This one's just more annoying than anything. Um, but it, it did get me thinking a little bit because um, three years ago, it was unthinkable to be around other coworkers and coughing and uh, uh, hawking up loogies and spitting them outside. <laughs> They would have thought you were a war criminal if you had done it uh, back then, you know, in the long ago, three years ago. Um, but uh, it is a return to normalcy because, well, we got mortgages to pay. We got uh, rent that's due and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it's fun to be at work. It's fun to be at work with summer cold. But God, thank, thankfully, I get a week off here coming up soon. Uh, shocker. And uh, this is, well, I mean, it's not so shocking, but it's still very heartbreaking. Kind of, kind of surprised me when this came up. R.I.P. to the late great Tina Turner uh, passed away this week at the age of 83. Uh, been living in Switzerland for a long ass time, and of course, rose to prominence with uh, Ike Turner, and uh, that relationship didn't do too well. And so she had to come back in the 80s. After all that, uh, all that crap, and uh, did very well for herself. Sold a lot of albums. Did very well. Um, but uh, kind of, kind of a couple of interesting things about Tina. For one, uh, apparently she renounced her American citizenship to live in Switzerland because she was upset that uh, Madonna was more iconic here stateside than her. Uh, and Tina's uh, con- uh, argument was like, "I'm just as big as the Rolling Stones in some part of the con- uh, in some part of the world. Why is Madonna getting all this love? You gotta keep in mind that Tina's a little older than Madonna at the time, MTV era. And, and Tina had some uh, MTV videos, but Madonna was a little more provocative, so of course she was going to get attention. But uh, I don't think it's uh, necessarily a good idea to renounce your citizenship." To a woman that's ultimately going to speak with a really crappy British accent. But, you know, Tina lived out in Switzerland. That's what she wanted to do. Fine. And uh, there was this Rolling Stone article that I read. And I didn't link it up to the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Because it's, well, it's Rolling Stone. And they talk about the patriarchy and capitalism being bad. And, of course, you're going to bring up that crap when you're Rolling Stone. 
They were talking about how the rap community uh, would drop lyrics where they would reference the Ike and Tina relationship and not in a good light. And I, I do agree with that. Uh, it, it sucks that a woman of that caliber, of that talent, uh, being denigrated like that um, in some of these lyrics. And it's not that I'm uh, this new age sensitive male or anything. But uh, she is an icon. She's a survivor. And uh, you're, you're poking fun out of that. It's not like poking fun out of Jada Pickett Smith for being humorless or bold. This is a woman that survived domestic abuse. And these rappers are, you know, making jokes about it in their songs. And it kind of sucks when you think about that. Because Tina was a great singer. And, uh, you know, Nut Bush City Limits, her rendition of. Uh, the Creedence Clearwater Revival and some other great rock songs, and of course her 80s revival. You think she would get a little more respect than that, but I digress. Oh, hey, uh, real quick before I get too far along, shout out to my daughter, my oldest, Lana. Yesterday, uh, Wednesday, was her last day of pre K, uh, so she's got the summer off. Looking forward to becoming a kindergartner. Hazy, about to become a preschooler, so uh, some big doings are brewing. But uh, Lana and Hazy get to pretty much play together this entire summer, and I'm sure Hazel missed that because, well, you know, Lana was at school all, all year long. And, of course, Logan will continue to be above. By the way, uh, a couple of follow-ups here before I get too far along. <laughs> uh, the Oakland Athletics fired their announcer for the uh, N-bomb debacle a couple weeks back. I do have some thoughts about that. I was reading up on, uh, on uh, the whole thing. That might be something I get more in-depth for the next podcast. Because I'm still gathering my thoughts on that. Um, but uh, rest assured, it won't be like some of these people getting up on uh, their soapboxes in the comment sections of uh, Deadspin and Awful Announcing. Yeah, okay, we get it. Uh, you're not racists, and uh, you're all about just showing how much better you, ever, you are than anybody. Um, and also, um, you know, we... I dumped on Disney a whole hell of a lot, and deservingly so, uh, last episode. But uh, they're firing people. More layoffs are coming for that company. And I will say this. It does suck that these employees are losing their jobs, right? I mean, I, I don't take pleasure in that. Um, but realize they're losing their jobs because the higher-ups above them, their bosses... Uh, that signed their paychecks have made a lot of shit decisions. And if there was any justice in the world, these these bosses would be losing their jobs. But, uh, you know, Kevin Feige and uh, Bob Iger and uh, Kathleen Kennedy are, are just doing what they're doing and uh, marching on and giving customers what they don't want. And, of course, that's just making things really, really bad. Okay, so going from Disney to uh, Discovery, HBO, Cinemax, Warner Brothers, Halo, Time, whatever. Uh, they've rebranded HBO Max as Max, uh, as, as their new streaming platform. And wouldn't you know it, uh, this thing that was not going to be stupid, as the, uh, the TV advertisements were telling us, is completely stupid because uh, I, apparently instead of just changing the name of their current app, they decided to start up a whole new app altogether. So they scrapped the last app and did this app. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And people's login information got lost along the way. Um, 
some shows weren't available to them, even though they had, you know, package X, package Y, whatever. Some places, some people weren't getting a uh, Max due to geography for whatever reason. So they scrapped the entire app instead of just rebranding it. Get a new app online, and they've just infuriated all of their customers. It, I'll say this time and time again. These studios that have carte blanche, that have these massive catalogs of content, don't know how to deliver that content, don't know how to market it. And it sucks because Discovery uh, owns Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers has everything from Looney Tunes to The Sopranos, for Christ's sake. You'd, you'd think they would figure out a way to... Uh, manage all that but they can't they cannot manage it uh speaking of mismanagement the nfl apparently looking into a second round of investigations of gambling issues uh you know the, the same league that's taking money from DraftKings and bet mgm and um FanDuel, they are wagging their fingers at players for gambling now there are rules that make sense uh, like, you can't bet on pro football if you're a pro football player. Uh, you can't bet on anything if you're traveling with your team or at a uh, practice facility or at the stadium. If you're in the comfort of your own home and you want to bet on a college bas- uh, football game, you can. Uh, but there's all these re- weird rules and allegations uh, or uh, regulations. I'm sorry. It's been a long week. Um but I, I've said this again time and time. I mean, yeah, you have these rules about gambling, but you're also taking money from gambling apps, and you're expecting players to follow the letter of the rule on this. I'm not sure it really flies. And I still think it's asinine that you have to track a player and their gambling habits. I mean, some of these guys got suspended for placing bets at a practice facility on college games. Nothing professional. And to me, that's weird. Uh, just make it, hey, don't bet on pro football. Um, or maybe not take any money from gambling apps, but that would make too much sense and not enough money for these people. Um, a quick hit on uh, the U- United Kingdom. Uh, there are a bunch of companies over there that are getting out of the vegan game or not making as much uh, veggie, vegan food because there's just not enough money in that. Well, who knew, right? Uh, you know, like, you know, Impossible Burger, Impossible Burger, whatever, uh, fake sausage. Uh, you know, in that one, I've always had this thing about vegans and vegetarians eating their veggies, thinking they're eating something that looks like meat. I mean, they're making their salads look like meat, which is really weird food cosplay to me. Uh, so doing that as a chicken sandwich or a burger is weird, but sausage, for Christ's sake, I mean, uh, us omnivores and carnivores know that uh, sausage is kind of uh, the leftovers of whatever critter they decide to stuff in the casing. Um, what demented vegan thinks, oh man, I miss sausage, we better make, uh, we better make this tomato look like entrails. Yeah, it, so there's no market for that whatsoever over in the United Kingdom. And uh, I think the bubbles kind of burst on that. Um, oh, there might be a black market on fruit-flavored candies in California, by the way. Uh, they've passed a ban because um, of, you know, red dye number whatever, red, you know, all, all these ingredients. 
They might be bad for you, you know, if you eat candy by the bag full day in, day out. Uh, they're going to pass a, a law in the Golden State to ban, essentially, Skittles. Skittles would become illegal in California. That one instance where California does not want you to taste the rainbow. So Skittles is now going to become a black market thing. Uh, and people are going to probably order this on Amazon. And of course, this is going to become a big to-do. This is the stuff they're doing right now as their cities are falling apart. Uh, San Francisco and uh, Los Angeles and, and, and the like. They're, they're more concerned about uh, candy that your kid might buy on the way home from school than they are about people shitting on their sidewalks or gang violence or anything of that nature. They're banning Skittles. Don't tell me the Midwest has things bit backwards. Don't tell me the South has things backwards when a progressive state is fighting big candy. All right, um, because we learned nothing, nothing from Bud Light. And by the way, uh, the, the executives at Bud Light are flabbergasted that this boycott has gone on for six weeks and uh, their Twitter account is still dark. They haven't tweeted, tweeted anything on their social media for six weeks. That's uh, that's pretty big for a company uh, the size of Anheuser-Busch. Bud Light has not sent out anything on their Twitter account for six weeks. Target is uh, saying, hold my beer. Uh, because, you know, June is around the corner, and June is, uh, you know, Pride Month, you know, Gay Pride Month. Um, and that's, that's the uh, month where all the corporations pretend to be gay, and then, you know, July rolls around and then, you know, they start wearing, uh, waving the American flag and, you know, grow molds again. That's just, you know, basically uh, a company pandering to whichever demographic. They do it to everybody all the time. Um, but uh, Target may have overstepped its bounds because it looked at uh, Bud Light and said, oh, why not? They turned to this uh, transgendered Satanist to design some clothes. And some of the clothes are uh, for guys who want to dress like women and uh, they're bathing suits with um, tuck options, okay? That itself is bad, but uh, apparently they're designing um, pride clothing for young kids and parents are upset about it. And the CEO of Target is uh, doubling down, doubling down. And in the past week, uh, their stocks have fallen sharply. And I think they've lost somewhere between nine to twelve billion with a B damn dollars in terms of market value. Sales are down, and uh, you know that's uh, that's pretty bad going into summer. Um, and you're wondering how long this could ha uh, could continue. Keep in mind, I think I uh, read a story last uh, last one of my last podcasts about Target being concerned about. Um, loss prevention and they're predicting to lose a lot of money from stolen merchandise and target has a store in san francisco which has toiletries behind plastic guards plastic shelving like you can't get it out unless you know a clerk gets it out for you or you know a store manager so now they're dealing with all of this now walmart if anybody at walmart is smart this is what they do not a damn thing you keep your mouth shut don't don't say anything pro don't say anything against just keep your mouth shut and let that precious target money flow toward you 
uh, because if Target's going to just say, hey, screw you, the customer, uh, the customer's going to go elsewhere. And why not you, Walmart, right? Amazon, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos could give a shit one way or another. Uh, people are, there are people that are still too lazy to leave their houses, and basically Howard Hughes is, they're, they're going to buy shit on, um, on Amazon. So, whatever. But Target is really stepping in it. Uh, and, and I think this just goes a little beyond the whole pride thing. Because I, I really don't care what two consenting adults do in the privacy of their own bedrooms, gay or straight. Uh, but the catering to kids, yeah, that would concern parents because parents have a say in their kids' lives. Uh, they're the parents, and the kids are their kids. And so Target is finding that out real quick. Or maybe they won't because, again, the CEO is doubling down on this sort of thing. I mean, we're not even into June yet, and things are getting kind of interesting here. Um, okay, speaking of June, uh, coming out in a few weeks, uh, The Flash, another DCEU entry uh, with Ezra Miller's going to be out. And uh, overall, it's not looking very well for Hollywood this summer. Um, and, and this is the movies that have made it out. Uh, before this whole Rider Strike thing, uh, Little Mermaid uh, is projected to not take in as much as they thought. Um, Elementals or whatever for Pixar, same boat. Indiana Jones 5 uh, doesn't even have to be review bombed. It's just, it didn't do well at Con, and film critics are kind of lukewarm to uh, just about the, watching that whole thing. Um, that's the, those are all Disney properties I just listed, but, uh, you know, Flash, Warner Brothers, uh, there seemed to be this unnatural push to make this movie bigger than it is, uh, because you've had leaked reviews from, uh, some actors and filmmakers, even Stephen King of all people who, uh, said, hey, man, I'm, I'm not really into the whole superhero thing, uh, but I did see The Flash and it's cool. So they're trying to, you know, oh, Stephen King likes it. Um, and they too, this movie's not projected to take in as much as they would like. Uh, they're saying for its opening weekend that it may only make $70 million. And there are insiders in Hollywood that are shocked by it. But, uh, any, any fan with common sense will tell you, well, it's not all that shocking and I can give you two words as to why that's not shocking. Ezra Miller. And I even talked about it in previous podcasts. Like, I don't understand the hype. I don't understand how people can say that this movie is going to do well, given the fact that Ezra Miller is unwell, has gotten in trouble in places from anywhere from like a, a karaoke bar in Honolulu to a New, to, to a New England barn or farmland. Uh, you know, accused of doing, being abusive to a woman and her kids, all sorts of weird things. Um, and not, I don't think he's seen any court time for it, any any jail time for it. Uh, just, uh, hey, yeah, he's gotten some rehab, he's getting better, whatever. Um, and people in Hollywood are shocked. Access media types are shocked that it's only projected to be making $70 million at this point. I will even shock you even further. I don't even think it will make that in its opening weekend. I wouldn't be surprised if it made less than 60 You know, it, even, even before all this stuff about Ezra Miller came out, I just, he never 
seemed like Barry Allen to me. And I'm speaking from, you know, my inner nerd here. Um, Barry seems to be a little tougher. And I know I've never seen the Flash TV show on the CW. I know it's got its fans. Um, but from what I can tell from the guy that played the Flash in that TV show, he seems like he should be the Flash in the movie, not Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller's just too uh, neurotic. Like, like Ezra Miller seems like Justin Long's stunt man. You know what I mean? It just it does not translate to leading actor in a superhero flick. And given all the baggage, yeah, people are paying attention to that. Yeah, n some people are turned off by that. No thank you. Alright, uh, on to a real-world concern, and this one's very interesting. 30 tons of ammonia nitrate has gone missing in the past month somewhere out west off a train. 30 tons, 60,000 pounds, just gone. Um, but, you know, when it comes to trains, stuff like that happens all the time, according to Mayor Pete who runs the transportation department. Um, yeah, uh, one of the interesting takeaways from this um, is that um, this is the same stuff that Timothy McVeigh used to blow up the government building in Oklahoma City 30 years ago, which was a horrible incident that took a lot of lives. And, uh, yeah, it was domestic terrorism. So I'm wondering if this is actually stuff that has been stolen or, um, you know, to put on the tinfoil hat, red flags, conspiracy theories, if this is supposed to drum up, uh, I don't know, some sort of fear that uh, we might see a Timothy McVeigh out there. Yeah, yeah it, like it could be an invented event, or maybe this is an actual real event. Or maybe, and I'm, I'm open to this too, maybe it wasn't stolen, it just got lost. Why? Because government's involved. That's why. Uh, but 30 tons of this stuff, it's kind of hard to misplace that crap. And given how explosive that is, I mean, yeah, you would notice if it went mess missing. All right, so that's dangerous. Uh, AI is dangerous. Um, but we seem to be more concerned about Grandma and her weird-ass conspiracy email chains than we are about artificial intelligence. Um, and I'll give you the case in point again. Uh, earlier this week, a viral picture of the Pentagon smoking was shared by a whole bunch of people on social media. It was AI generated. It was not real. The Arlington F uh, Fire Department had to tell everybody, hey, look, this is not real. This is staged. This is fake. Go on with your lives. It's not another 9-11. But it was artificially generated. It looked real as hell. But uh, it seemed like the concern by most people in the media was the fact that it was being shared on social media. And that's not the problem here. The problem here is artificial intelligence. Look, I mean, I I get chain emails from people. I get I see questionable political links from people on their social media accounts. I don't report them to the authorities. Why? Because I go and Google things and I, I look things up and I get a second and third opinion. That's what we used to do back in the day before we all bitched about somebody posting something that no one else liked. 
we used to just say, oh, okay, that's true, that's false, that's something I don't care about, moving on. Um, so, yeah, if you um, see smoke from a Pentagon, you, you go and look for a news source or some reliable source that can confirm it. Um, like, like the other day, uh, there was um, some link, not not AI generated, mind you. It was just a link saying that George Soros, a liberal um, fundraiser, a, a guy who's given to many liberal causes, was dead. And I had to go look at other news sources because if he did die, that would be a big story. He didn't see it anywhere. It was just something from some European country. No, um, not, nothing else that backed it up. And I went on with my life. I was just like, okay, they got it wrong. Moving on. That's what I get when I see people sharing stuff on social media. But the fact that artificial intelligence uh, is not getting wrapped about this as uh, by media types as much as they are uh, those who share it is kind of concerning. I, you know, I, I had this thought too. You know, and I thought about this as I was getting ready for work the other day. Uh, you know, the whole thing with Meta, the Metaverse. Uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and how that's failed and nobody's done it because, well, it looks stupid. But, I mean, the virtual reality, right? Um, is it a reality? Is it a possibility? And I'm thinking, yes, it's already here. It's our reality. I mean, I'm not saying that what we're living in is assimilation. I think it it's real, as real as can be. But we do have social media to escape. And now we have artificial intelligence manipulating things. So reality can become quite subjective in that, um, in that line of thinking. Your, your reality gets more virtual and less real every day. Especially if there's, you know, an artificial intelligence out there manipul manipulating things. Right now it's people manipulating artificial intelligence, but... Yeah, you know, you, you've seen that sci-fi movie. You know how this goes in the end. It it will ultimately start manipulating us a little more. All right, so finally, this was a story that made me cringe because I thought back to my bachelor days, and it's a story out of Louisville, Kentucky, about a guy who's gone to jail and is looking at some serious charges because he got into an argument with his roommate. Really mad really really furious angry and he shot him didn't kill him thank god he didn't kill him but he shot this man over something that uh, belonged to him something very valuable to this man and that valuable thing was a hot pocket he literally shot his roommate in the ass, yes, he shot him in the ass, over a really cheap microwavable calzone that has basically given Jim Gaffigan a career for God knows what reason, right? Yeah, Hot Pocket. I used to eat those things quite a bit, Lean Pockets mostly, uh, when I was single and I was in radio, um, living in shitty apartments. Barely having enough money on the weekend to go hang with friends to drink a case of beer. Um, yeah, those were simple pleasures. Hot Pocket, you didn't even shoot him over good food. He shot him over shitty microwavable fare. 
I'm wondering, is there any food I would shoot somebody over? And the answer is no. I'm I'm quite content. If you're getting to the... And that's the other thing, too. I mean, a gun and ammo costs money, right? You Surely, if you've got enough money for a gun and bullets, you've got enough money to go out and get something better, like uh, a Whopper or a KFC meal or a bag of ramen or two bags of ramen or, you know, a bag of gravel. Anything is better than a damn Hot Pocket, and you shot your roommate over this. Good Lord. Okay, so um, I will talk more about the umpire. Not the umpire. Why do we keep thinking he's an umpire? The announcer for the day is getting fired uh, next episode because I still have to get my thoughts together about that. And, of course, we got uh, the Memorial Day weekend upon us. Uh, have fun. Enjoy the unofficial kickoff to summer. But please remember those who gave their lives so we can go and enjoy the little things in life because those little things were paid for by big things very big things until next time stay fresh Jesus. you've been listening to mike davidson live be sure to check him out on social media like him at facebook.com backslash m davidson lives follow him on twitter look for at davidson lives